0: Thanks for tuning in to Travel Royally Podcast. This is your host, Hayden Moore. We're sponsored by Royal Links Golf Tours, where we create unforgettable golf vacations to the British Isles. You can find us at Tours.com. Welcome, everybody. This is a Travel Royally Podcast. Welcome to our second episode. Today, we've got Dale Schmitz. Dale Schmitz has pretty much been Jeff Jeff's right hand man through uh, the planning process. He's been to the British Isles nine times with him. He uh, also has been a great advocate in starting ruling golf tours. Dale, welcome. Hey, glad to be um, here, Abe. Hey? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you met Jeff, where that relationship started, and uh, where it is now.
1: So, Jeff and I met uh, probably. Too long ago for me to mention, (laughs) but the reason I I was that
0: was I alive when y'all met? Probably
1: no. Twenty (laughs) six. Okay, so it's
0: been a long time.
1: It's been a long time. Just so you know, when I went to college, which by the way, this is—I mean, this is the link that we we all have with with Jeff, right? With one another is absolutely. There you go. UC. let see, do, do it. You see, there you go. Uh, and I guess the season starts tomorrow. So it's appropriate. Uh, Where I see you got your head covered there. That's great. Yeah, um, so, there. yeah. So Jeff was four years ahead of me at UC. Um, and then uh, when I went to UC, actually the, the um, starting QB there was Danny McCoyne. And uh, I think he's, nice. yeah, he's somewhere in there uh, on the list. I think just behind you in terms of total career yards, but he was he was pretty good quarterback. Yeah. Um, the team wasn't that good, but he was. Well, uh, that happens. <laughs> it happens. And so when I when I uh, when I graduated, I worked a couple of years for a printing packaging concern, and then I I went to interview for a job at Steelcase. I didn't even know who Jeff was, and then one of the people I was interviewing with said, hey, um, I see you went to University of Cincinnati. I know this guy in LA uh, that works for Steelcase. You may want to talk to him, and that was how I met Jeff, so I talked to Jeff. I don't even remember really having a conversation with him uh, before I, I was hired, but once I started working there, I actually actually had a dotted line to him. He was in the furniture, one of the the our, I think our wood furniture line uh, division. And I, so I I worked in that too and reported to him for a little while. So I went down to LA a couple of times on business. One time I stayed and we, um, we golfed together one weekend and that's where we, you know, uh, kind of uh, discovered that we both had a passion for golf and uh, kind of developed that, that part of our friendship. And then he got promoted to, from LA to become the area sales director in Seattle, which is where I was. And uh, I had already worked out where I was going to be transferred to uh, Columbus, Ohio. My wife and I moved to Columbus. So basically the VP area uh, VP came up and announced Jeff's promotion. And then he said, hey, Jeff, you and Dale and I need to talk in the next room because he's got something he needs to tell you. So I reported directly to Jeff for about half a day which was probably too long. (laughs) Does he hold that against you sometimes? He, he does bring it up all the time yeah he's not too happy about it nice
0: um so basically your british isles trips has been with jeff is that every time or have you gone without him
1: no i think every time it's been with jeff um i was and i know we'll probably hit on it later but uh, i was scheduled to go last year but of course COVID changed those plans yeah. and that was just I was going I to meet up with Jeff there. Jeff was planning to be in St. Andrews last summer, and my wife and I were going to go over and, and start in England and then meet him over there. But no, all night had have been with Jeff. Um, and the way it all happened is we were uh, at, a, at a steel case function in Chicago, and he had just gotten back in 98. This was in 98. He had just gotten back from taking his dad over there on a trip. And he said, uh, "Would you be interested in going?" And I basically, I just instantaneously said, "Yes." I mean, I didn't even ask him how much it would cost, or didn't even check it out with my wife. I just said, uh, "Yes, I want to do it." And the great thing is, my wife Mary Jo, she's been really supportive of, mm-hmm. of me going on these trips, and um, despite her knowing Jeff well, and <laughs> and so uh, I I said, "Yeah, I want to go." And so that's when I first first trip I went was in '99. And then 2000, 2002, or t- uh, rather 2003, and then I can't remember. Then there was obviously multiple times all the way up yeah. to that. I think the last time I went over there was in 13, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. It's
0: 2013, so you're probably itching.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to go back. So uh, what trip do you have planned in the future? So... Well, the trip that we had planned last summer was we were going to go to, we were going to fly into uh, Manchester, England, drive west to Southport and basically stay there and play a lot of great courses that are in that area. Uh, one of them being Royal Birkdale, um, South, Southport and Ainsdale. Um, we had oh, uh, Formby, which is fantastic. And they have a... a, a two courses there a, a men's course and a, and a women's course the women's course is more difficult than the men's than the men's course um so uh and then we had a few others i can't recall but yeah we had a pretty full itinerary of about five courses we were going to play there and then of course whatever we could uh you know grab on over in st andrews
0: formby jeff's told me has a, a nice dormy house y'all were probably going to stay there correct
1: well, they don't offer co-ed. We did ask about that. They don't offer co ed accommodations there uh, uh, currently. So uh no, that would have been great. But um we were gonna stay I, I think where we I, it's not that t- too far from Southport, I believe. So it's just amazing how much golf I mean if aside from St. Andrews and you know, you know, golf classes, or, or golf courses per capita. I mean, I think that part of England probably has as many as any part of the British Isles. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so saturated with great links courses you can play just about anywhere and going and walk in any direction and bump into one. And and it's a a great world-class course.
0: Yeah, we've got a father-son duo that we're sending there. Play like six uh, open championship courses. It's a great, it's a great area. Yeah. Um, So... Jeff started his um, British Isles trips with his father, and I know you took your stepfather one time. Uh, tell yes. us what that was, and uh, tell us how special that was to be able to take, take him over there.
1: Yeah, so, uh, and, you know, what's, what's great about that is um, it, it's just so special when you take somebody that's, that's close to you, So I encourage anybody who's thinking about taking a trip, uh, to, to the British Isles to golf, um, you know, first, first, first of all, you get addicted, right? So I've been nine times and I would, I I wish I would have gone more than that, actually, because there are quite a number of trips that I passed on just because of work conflicts or personal conflicts. I couldn't go, but, um, just going with, after going the first couple of times myself, then when I invited friends uh to go and they went along and then especially when i took my father that was my stepfather i took in 2012 he was 68 years old at the time he's still doing great playing just as good a golf as he ever has really he's in his 80s now um, age. He, yeah i mean close to it uh he i mean he gives me a run for my money uh every time well, that's not so, very hard he, yeah oh, that's <laughs> No, that's I'm true. Kidding. Yeah, we, we were teammates
0: last time and we, we did beat uh, Jeff and Dick, so I can't that's say.
1: That's right. I do want to talk a little bit about that because I know they're we're talking got about it on the schedule. Yeah, they're, they're talking about a rematch and I want to talk to you about that. But um, no, he's I mean, he's playing guys that are like 15 uh, years younger than he is in his in his weekly golf group. And he's is winning more times than he's not. So. Uh, he's very competitive, but I love, I, you know, I, I invited him to go on the trip and, and, um, and I, you know, it was for being, he was retired at the time. So I, I picked up part of the, uh, of the, um, of the cost of the trip, but he had, the, he had the best time and being able to experience it, you know, through his eyes and through what he was doing. I mean, I just forgot about myself and and really was just so focused on what he was doing so if it's you know somebody out there thinking about planning a trip and you know take your take your brother your sister you know your good friend um your father your mother whoever but someone close to you and and it's amazing um just being able to see how much you know they're taking it, it all in and he, he absolutely loved it when we went to the old course, um it was funny because he had a caddy and and uh, at the end of the round, he said, "Wow, how much should I tip my caddy?" And I said, "Well, you know, what the the customer, He goes, "I think I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm gonna give him more. He probably, you know, he probably needs it." And so he gives him the money. And I, go, I don't, "Well, you'd be surprised." So it was funny. Then we went to the Dunvegan Inn right there in St. Andrews, where we yeah. where where we were staying, and all of a sudden, uh, his caddy drives by in a convertible Mercedes, and I said, "Hey, CJ, there's your caddy who's who's struggling that you just." Oh. <laughs> 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 he saw us and, and honked in waited. it was pretty fun well,
0: i'm sure every every guy that guy has caddy for says the same thing and that led to him getting a, a mercedes yeah so.
1: yeah absolutely yep Wow.
0: Well, um all right well let's get into some of the courses um going okay. i have to ask this to everybody
1: sure. what is your favorite course and why so i'm that's So I'm going to answer this question a little bit indirectly because I think it's, I think it's difficult to, to, to answer. And I'm going to make an analogy between British Isles links courses and, and British rock groups. Okay. So, so this, this course right here, right. St. Andrews Mm -hmm. old course that is, you know, probably you have to take that one and set it aside as its own Mm -hmm. course because There's nothing quite like it. It's it's very quirky. Um <clears throat> and, but it's just every it's it's part of the DNA in every subsequent, not just Lynx course, but any course that's been built uh in the world, you know, is all drawn inspiration and and architectural ideas uh and archetypes from from that one course. And so I really liken that to. Beatles right the Beatles they were the first they were Mm -hmm. you know obviously were prolific for only being together what just over a decade um and and just have this catalog of music that you know it's would rival any any group of bands throughout their career right Mm -hmm. so um so I take I take St. Andrews kind of out of that mix just like I would take the Beatles and like after the Beatles, I would say you know I love Led Zeppelin, The Who, um, mm-hmm. you know bands like like that. And then for courses, Lynx courses, I would say my favorite course um, there, aside from St Andrews Old, would probably be. And that's a hard one because it's for, it depends on different. You know, Jeff and I did a rating system a few years ago where we took yeah. everything into we you know basically did it on a spreadsheet and we took into account like you know the clubhouse how accommodating the staff was, um, you know, the, the, the playability of the course, shot yeah. um, values, all of those things. And um, I think St. George's came up toward, or at I think it was his number one course. I can't find mine. I don't know what my course was. I think St. George's was definitely at or near the top, but I like Muirfield. Um, Muirfield is, what's that? I've heard that a lot from a lot of people. Yeah, Muirfield is just, it's just one of those courses where it's, um, I just like the aesthetic of it. It just, it just fits my eye and I just think it's, it's really, and I've seen, I've been there and I've played it, I played it once and then I went there for an open championship um, and, uh, and to watch the pros play and it, it was, it was just, it's just stunningly beautiful piece of land. It's not right on the water or anything, so it's not like dramatic that it's mm-hmm. by the on the sea, but it's definitely has um, a lot going for it in terms of just being a, a really solid uh, golf course. And then um, you know, Press Week is really kind of a uh, Press Week would be to draw another analogy. It's kind of like the Rolling Stones, right? Yeah, they're not as quite as polished or or famous, maybe. Um, but it's real gritty, you know yeah a lot lot more rhythm and blues there than than maybe the the uh the St Andrews but a great course nonetheless so i would say probably and then there's just a lot of courses i mean if i had to say value if i wanted to be a member somewhere and i told jeff this i'd 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 love to be a member at formby i think formby's just it's it's great it's not too um stuffy um yeah. i like i like the members there it's it's like a it's almost like a glorified municipal I, they would shudder to hear me say that over there but uh, but i mean that in the best sense of the way, yeah. you know of the word but yeah so i guess that would probably answer that question sure. did you like my analogy to- yeah
0: yeah i loved it i need to rephrase that question to uh, favorite course besides old course cuz i feel like yeah. uh, a majority of the people are going to say the old course um, yeah. so yeah you know, give us a couple of your favorite memories uh, over the years, maybe one or two with Jeff or your uh, stepdad or whatever. Uh, it's one of the memories that pop up and just uh, the first thing that pops up in your
1: head. So, um, yeah, well, I, the the first year I went uh, was the final round we were playing pressed week and uh, I hit a good shot and I turned to my caddy and I, I, I I went to high five him, you know, and he kind of looked at me like the, And I, I said, hi, high five. And he, and he, and he looked at me and he goes, I high four. He only, he was missing a finger. So <laughs> that was, that was, uh, that was Tommy. And I think poor, Tommy's no longer with us. Um, he, he had, he had a bit of a, a, a consumption problem as they call it over there, but mm-hmm. uh, he died a young man. Um, but he was he was pretty funny. Um the caddies are you know hilarious. I I you know, probably the caddy stories are are some of the of the of the best ones. You know, I remember being at St. Andrew's old course and I, I wasn't playing. my group had just got done, but the another one of the groups that were on the trip with us was in the group behind us. And as they came up uh to 18, one of them had Tony Paluka had hit into the valley of sin so the valley of sin for those who don't know it's it's basically you're in this deep depression to the short left part of uh, just off the green and you've got to you've got to either chip it or most people play it along the ground with a putter to get it up onto the putting surface and so you know tony was talking to his caddy and he said i i don't know if i can get it how i mean how hard do i I have to hit it to get it up there I'm just worried it'll roll back and he and his caddy walked over to him and I have this on on uh on, on my on my uh I recorded this on my camera he said I'll tell you what if you don't get it up there on the, on the on the on the on the green I'm gonna punch you as hard as I can in the stomach how's that and he goes oh that's 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 a good incentive <laughs> So he had no problem getting up there, and just caddies. They just say, you know, really funny things, and and they and they know your game right away, and they know how to, you know, talk to you. They like they kind of really do. They're almost, you know, psychologists. They kind of really read you right away, and that's what's great about them because they're professionals. You know, most of them over there. Yeah. Um. I the one thing that pops into my mind is is and there's hundreds of stories, but the and I'll end on this one, which is. One night, we had, we had an individual on one trip that did a little bit um, excessive, shall we say, partaking of, 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 of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so one night after he had, I think, had consumed close to two bottles of wine on his own, uh, he and I were staying in the crow's nest of this hotel, which was a, basically a circular staircase up three stories, and so he I had to actually help him walk a couple of blocks from the restaurant back to the bed and breakfast we were staying at and then basically carry him by his the the crook of his neck and his belt in his britches and basically they had to lead him up the stairs all the way oh. up to on the third floor. So that was not a, a, a necessarily a great memory, but just uh, one that, you said. said one that comes to mind and and that comes to mind and i think jeff takes great delight in in talking about that
0: oh i'm sure i'm sure that's funny so this kind of leads into the next um sure next question about experiences um a lot of the big thing with us is we like our golfers to have more off course experiences not just golf you know whiskey distilleries uh, scotch distilleries taxi tours what's been your favorite thing besides golf that you've done overseas
1: yeah and i and i think that's great and i'm i'm so and i think that's really you know something that's gonna uh set you uh guys apart from you know other other tour groups or certainly doing it on your own is just the the and and what jeff has done over the years um is on the trips he's organized has really made it so it wasn't all about just the golf, right? The golf has been mm. fantastic, but sometimes you just need a little break away from it. Right. You know, sure. I see some of these, you know, and I've seen groups in there, you know, it's like a funeral March, you know, they're just like one, they're just golfing, you know, 36 holes one day,
0: 27,
1: yeah. then 30, and it's like, guys, that's not, that's not fun. You know, it gets to be just like where you're, you're just out there plotting. You don't even remember what, what the, yeah. what the heck you did. So, um, you know, some of the things that we we I've done in past trips was with Jeff is you know Ed, the Edinburgh Castle right in the Miracle Mile leading up to it is fantastic just um, all the shops going up there you've got bagpipers who are there and then just seeing the history um, of that castle which overlooks the city of Edinburgh is just amazing yeah. um, and then uh, you know distillery tours uh, we went on uh, the one I was on was the smallest distillery at edward dower uh in scotland um and that's 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 a fantastic smallest distillery in scotland that was great um and then you know there's just a lot of other things like uh walking tours i know he's done that i've never done that but he's offered that as an option for other folks uh to do to just get a historical if you want to go through St. Andrews, you know, it's going to be your only time in St. Andrews. I would definitely recommend doing something like a, a walking tour. Um, so those are the ones that stand to mind. I know he's got a lot of other things up his sleeve in terms that he's, he's ready to roll out with um, yeah. some of your your guests. So I think it's great.
0: Yeah, we've done a lot of research on uh, some some extra things uh, on the yeah. list. We've got some fishing tours that we've been really excited, some fly fishing yeah. areas. Um, So we're excited for uh, hopefully getting a group of guys that likes that and we can send so we can kind of experience and see how that is. Um, So uh, what do you think the main differences are for Parkland courses and links courses?
1: Mm. Well, there's a lot. And by the Uh, way,
0: for everybody, Parkland courses are, you know, courses off the coast and, you know, kind of the U.S., normal normality, uh, of course, is the um, Augusta course. And then the Lynx courses are the ones in the British Isles that are on the coast. Uh, The land can't be farmed because it's, you know, um, sandy. And uh, it's just like totally a different feel is from what I understand from listening to y'all. I explain a little bit about those differences and uh, also like which one's harder
1: Hmm. okay so um yeah that by the way that i mean that's an excellent description you just gave of both and how they're different um you know with with parkland courses you got things like you know trees and (laughs) trees nobody likes trees so yeah and in lakes you know you don't mm-hmm. see many lakes on links courses, right? You see, you'll see burns, which are basically what Scott's, the Scots call uh, streams. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 really the the primary difference is you play to properly play links golf, especially if you have any wind, uh, is is to play it along the ground, right, or or low as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I'll give you an example. So if you had like a 70-yard uh, pitch shot to the green, you know, in a, here in the states in a parkland course, you would take out your, you know, your, your 60 degree or your 56 degree, and you would hit basically the same shot over and over and over again, right? And just try to stuff it near the near the flag, um, especially if it's a you know a green that's elevated or anything. There's not a lot of variability to that, right? Over in Scotland, um, you could play that with five different clubs, including in some conditions if it was really running hard and fast and dry with your putter. Um, and you could basically say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to land it here and let it roll. And sometimes, you know, you're, you're you're letting it roll half the distance. So if it's 70 yards, it's basically running out 35 yards onto the green, depending on what kind of club you use. So it's... It's to me. I think that's where, um, I think that's just what's great about the uh, golf over there is that you you, you can use your imagination and uh, and and, perf- and pull off different shots than having to do the same one over and over yeah. again. Um, that would be the the primary difference. And then the other thing, you know, is, is just like in the architecture, like um, you'll you'll see a lot of times they'll have bunkers that are in the middle of the fairway, right? Now, over here, people would just, would be up in arms and saying, that's unfair, and, Why and would how you do that? And over, yeah, and over there, it's just like, well, it's, you know, you can, it's on the scorecard, you know, it's on the yardage book, if you want to buy a yardage book, or if you play it enough time, you know, not to hit it to yeah. that part of the fairway, or to, you know, hit it, um, a lesser club, so it doesn't run into the, to the bunker, or to try to power it over the bunker, if you can, um, so it's those types of things that I think are unique to to Lynx golf. And we don't have many links golf. We have Lynx, a lot of Lynx style, you know, type courses uh in the states. There's very few. There's a couple on the East Coast, Bandon Dunes, I think you could qualify as Lynx, but other than that, there's not a lot. I grew up in in the Northwest, in the Seattle area uh of Washington State, and and I played some golf as a youngster over in in um uh near the ocean, right, on the peninsula of Washington, and there it was, it was, it was not links, true links golf, but it was similar in that, you know, you were on the sea, it had the same atmosphere and everything, yeah. so when I, when I grew up and I started watching things, like the, the open championships on TV, I thought, wow, this is, this is really cool, and I just had a, you know, kind of a kinship to it, and kind of fell in love with it then, and that's probably why, you know, I was so immediate in my response to Jeff when he asked if I would be interested in going on that first trip that first trip.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, so how many, uh, open championships have you been to?
1: Just, just one that I've attended. Yeah. Yeah. So the Murfield Murfield. Yeah. Murfield in, when was that? 20, 2013. Okay. I I went with Jeff and our friend, uh, who, you know, Dick Eskew, um, funny story about that trip is is we we flew into edinburgh we got our rental car and we drove straight to to, to muirfield which is about a half hour 40 minutes outside of, of edinburgh and um went to the car park got out walked to the course and realized once we got through the gates and we were in the course that we didn't bring any sunblock with us and so no. it was like it was like a rare you know day over there in 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 July it was it was probably in the eight you know low 80s, maybe upper 70s, but it felt hotter yeah. than that. And so we and we were just baking in the sun, and so we're like, we got to get some sunscreen. So we we bought some and and lathered up in it. And I thought it was pretty funny that <laughs> here we were the the Americans and we're in Scotland <laughs> and, we're, and we're the ones that are you know layering on, up on the uh, sunscreen. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's funny. Um, do you plan to go to any Open Championships in the future?
1: um no. yeah no i'd love to
0: go saint andrews this year maybe
1: yeah saint andrews would be a great one to go to um i'm trying to think of other of other, other courses of course they they played the one in uh um in ireland right um what course was that at? i can't remember the name um that was a that was a that was like or royal port rush okay that was a yeah yeah, that was two years ago. That was, that was a great, uh, or in 19, that was a great uh, venue and I've played there. That's a great course. Um, I don't know. Muirfield was pretty fun uh, as far as, you know, places to go see the open. Cause you could just, you could, you could get really good vantage points and that that's just kind of spread out all over. So and easy to get around. So um, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to go to, I'd love to go to St. Andrews. That'd be fun kind of sitting, you know, along the, in the old Grey Tune along the 18th uh, road, along the 18th green, and, and watch the golfers yeah. come in. I'm
0: sure that would be a, a crazy experience. Not only getting yeah. to play the course, but getting to watch the golfers that uh, we watch on TV every weekend play there. I watched a little bit of the tour championship earlier. There, yeah. Uh, just to be able to. I, I was watching last week the BMW championship, and one thing that I wanted to be able to see before. Um, my time's up, or his time's up. As Bryson DeChambeau hit a drive, I I can yeah. just um, imagine the the screams that the, he gets every time, and how crazy the ball comes off. I, I want to see that in this swing speed. I'm sure it's incredible. So
1: that's yeah. on of list for sure. Uh, well, I'm I'm with you. And and uh, are you are you going to the uh, are you going to the Open? Are you going to the uh, Tour Championship this week? No, no,
0: I don't I don't think so. No, but I'll be I'll be tuning in for sure.
1: Um, yeah you should try to go if you can get a ticket and go on go on sunday or something because i i sorry. went to that uh i don't know it's probably five or six years ago and 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 did this kind of the same thing except at that time it was dustin you know um, yeah. bryson My was dreams. not there yet. Yeah. So, so i went and so i went saw dust J- and i mean watching him hit a drive yeah dustin too and i was right i was right next to him I was looking straight on to the side of of him right yeah and it was like watching a jet airliner take off. I mean, it was just incredible the sound it made and just the, the, the speed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's only about 30 minutes away from me. So that's definitely a possibility. Um, So I know that you've played all the open championship courses, except one, which one is that? And when are you planning to play
1: it? See, I've got a plate that Jeff gave me. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's sitting over there I think I put it away um but he gave me a plate when we were supposed to go on a trip in 2012 and unfortunately I couldn't make it for the first few days of that trip and the first course that they played over there was at Royal Brookdale and that's the one I have not played yeah so I mentioned earlier you know the trip that I had planned to go over with MJ last year that was one of the that was one of the courses that we had lined up to play there. So I could, you know, basically finish that out and say, I played every single course in the open Rota, but um, I'm going to do it. Hey, I I have a feeling I may be dragging my 90 year old, you know, butt in there to play. (laughs) You're going to have to get there eventually. Yeah, absolutely. And the deal with Jeff is this, this plate he gave me is a little tarnished, you know, since, since, since then. So I I told him, I said, if I do it, you, you've got to, you got to shine it up for me and and re and represent it to me. Nice. Nice.
0: That's awesome. Um, besides, uh, besides that course, and knowing some of the new courses that we've introduced to you, uh, yes. which course that you haven't played, are you looking forward to playing next? So now we've, we've kind of introduced to you Dunbarney. You've heard a lot about that. It's a new. Yeah, course it was in just Scotland.
1: Barney Dunbarney sounds like a great links. Yeah. I'll start yeah. there. Jeff I mean, definitely
0: had given us high hopes for that course. He said he was the first American to play it, and he said that every hole when he got to the tee box, he was saying, wow.
1: No, I'd love to play that. Um, that sounds like an excellent course. Um, there's one that Jeff has always you know, held in high regard and talked about quite a bit that I haven't played called Edis Grown in mm-hmm. Ireland. Yeah. And that sounds like a great course. Yeah. Um, trying to think of others that I haven't played that are what are some other new ones that you've got on your radar uh St. Patrick's links.
0: it is That's uh, it.
1: Is that in Ireland or is that in Scotland
0: it's in Ireland it used to be an old course and it kind of went bankrupt and they oh. uh they remade it they rebuilt it it's on a peninsula it looks amazing and yeah. I think it's it's either open for play already or COVID stopped it for uh, a while, but it's definitely in the, in the past year or this year opening up. So it's another one that we're excited to get out, get out to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I listen, I, you know, I, they're all, they're all good. I mean, you're, you know, it's like you're um, you take your worst links course. It's still, it's, it you know, it's like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's
0: still good. You know, it's funny that I was just thinking about pizza. I was like, all right, I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to say something about pizza and how it can never, it's really hard to mess up pizza unless you put pineapple on it. That's one thing. What about,
1: what about Adriatico's?
0: That's the place right there. You know, yeah. I. uh that's where I took my lineman at the beginning of the season. You know, I got to yeah. take them there, get them there. Uh, Bearcat pizza, you know, it's probably... You can't even see it on the screen, but it's probably this <laughs> wide, this, or this long and this wide, and we couldn't even finish it. I, I got to take home leftovers, so
1: that's where I, I, I don't in every year. Yeah, I mean, there's so much garlic in those things. You wake up the next day and you're just like, you can't get away from yourself, you know.
0: Yeah, it's- man, it's- that is some good leftovers right there, I promise you. It's just the, the bad thing is the boxes don't fit in your fridge, <laughs> so <laughs> I, you don't know, I don't know what to do, like, you just have to, like, I don't know, put them in baggies or something.
1: Wrap them in foil. Uh, so, yeah, but I agree with you. No, no fruit on no pineapple on pizza.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad, glad we're on the same page there. Um, so a little uh, off subject. Is yep. I, I hear your secret to winning is having a few too many drinks before the round. I've heard this story a couple times. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and let's hear your side.
1: Okay. So, so you're saying I had too much, ma- too many drinks. There was one instance <laughs> that you
0: had too much to drink and you apparently won that day
1: in the landslide. So there's your secret. Tell us about it. So, so fast forward to today, I, I, I used to never, uh, imbibe why I played golf. Like I, and, in the last couple of years, I've started to, um, I've become a little bit more liberal in terms of, uh, of taking, uh, a, a sip or two out on the course that, you know, if it's, well, first of all, when you're, when you're playing sometimes and you get some adverse weather and you're playing links golf, right. There's really no protection from the, from, from, um, uh, the wind and the rain and everything. Yeah. Um, so so you gotta take um i i recommend everybody at least brings a flask with them um you with some 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 good scotch whiskey in it yeah. to, to fortify you in those types of situations but um okay so the the story goes like this this is the truth we were playing the final round uh in in ireland at duke's golf course which is a great great club another one of those kind of like club courses you 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 don't hear much about but is a fantastic course great membership great clubhouse and uh so we we showed up there rolled out of the van and we had a carryover we were playing some side games right and we had a tie from the 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 day before so the way we were going to resolve this tie was we were going to have a a putt off and in the um practice screen and i was so uh I wasn't putting very well to begin with. And I would plus, and so I, and I knew this, so I got out there and I just, I was horrible. I mean, I, I didn't even come close to, to winning that. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was like three, three or four guys in the playoffs. So I, so as soon as I was out of it, I walked into the straight into the, the clubhouse, into the pub and I ordered a, um, a Irish whiskey uh, with, mm-hmm. with coffee in my coffee. I may have had two. I may have had a double. I may have two doubles. <laughs> <Can't remember. laughs> and then so how I, did you out of there, I walked out of there a new man brimming with confidence. And I yeah. kept telling myself, like after we I got to the first uh, green, I remember just repeating in my mind over and over again, you are a good putter, you are a good putter, you are a good putter. <laughs> I kept saying that over and over, and it must have worked because I, I ended up playing pretty well my short game was was really good that day and uh ended up winning by a couple of strokes but yeah that was um that that and I that was one of yeah Jeff brings that up that didn't happen very often but like I said now and it's probably more because of my my aches and pains I have you know with with my with my advancing age that I, I I uh I sometimes imbibe on the golf course just to loosen loosen everything up a little bit
0: yeah, yeah. I uh, I try to stay away when I'm betting money because, you know, after about 13 holes, I, the bet goes down the drain for me. So if <laughs> I'm doing any of that, I'll stay away from a couple beers just to kind of keep my game up. I think anything past three, I, I start to uh, hit my putts a little short and a little wayward. So yeah, putting gets really, really tough for me. Um, yeah. Speaking of, Last Christmas, we had our, well, our first annual Christmas round. Uh, Yeah. You, Jeff, our friend Dick, and I. And after the round, we had dinner. And y'all always do Christmas presents. And basically, it's become a, let's buy each other bottles of scotch, right? Yeah. Okay. And then we go to a place that uh, we we got a court fee. And y'all pretty much introduced me to scotch.
1: Correct. That's right. We were we started that. Oh yeah. Now that makes sense. What happened to you? So we we started yes. drinking at, drinking whiskey at the restaurant. Yeah. So so we you said we had dinner, but let's let's be uh, precise right. here. Let's get more. We, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't pay for dinner. Me and, and
0: did not pay for dinner. Yes. That's right. Jeff and Dick paid for the dinner that night because the obvious reason we we beat them. Yeah. Um. What, let's let's go ahead and tell them they had about a three or four shot lead going into like the front nine, right? And we made a little yeah. comeback, so we're proud of yeah. that. Um, yeah. And then it wasn't me who suggested to go to your house. All I said was, "Whose place is going to be the after party?" That's all I said. Yeah. And then it was them two that suggested your house, so that's how we ended up there. And I want to ask you how yeah. much. Um, of your scotch collection did we take away from you that night
1: i don't know I, the, there was there were a few uh, dead soldiers um <laughs> that were laying around but i do i do remember waking up in the morning and going downstairs and i walked out into and, and kind of peeked out the the garage and saw that dick's car was in the driveway now he only lives like a, a you know a mile less than a mile away from me so he had to be pretty well in the bag to not drive home yeah. uh you i i don't know how much whiskey we consumed but i know that <clears throat> somebody uh,
0: yeah, yeah the
1: most and i think paid a, a pretty steep I, price I Paid today. a price
0: next morning because you know i think scotch is just a different a different animal and i don't think my body was ready for that so uh you stayed at jeff's,
1: you stayed at jeff's right yeah
0: yeah we definitely we got home and Kind of took a dent out of Jeff's collection as well. So
1: he said he said he made you an omelet the next morning and he picked at it for about an hour and probably ate you know a couple of bites and that was all.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, one last question. And we're <laughs> going to get to some uh, some rapid links questions. Last okay. one. What yep. separates Royal Links Golf Tours from other golf tours companies? And, yeah. Uh, you know why do you think that that's going to help us succeed?
1: Yeah. So, well, I first of all, congratulations to you and Jeff, and and really going uh, taking this 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 venture on because I think it's it's very much needed in that space. I think there's a lot of tour companies out there. I think um, most of which you know are kind of resting on their laurels in terms of how they approach it, um, and and what you know, kind of experience they deliver. I think what will really stand you all apart from what's being offered in the market today is, 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 is exactly what we just talked about in terms of uh, Jeff's knowledge, um, your growing knowledge of, of what's available there, not only in terms of great courses to play, yeah. um, but also, you know, rounding out that experience with, you know, being able to do some things apart from golf. So the the accommodations, the places to go, you get a great dinner, um, and then the nice touches that Jeff always arranges for, like the the final dinner, the champions dinner, you know, uh, that final claret jug. Yeah, and then oh, did you say claret jug? You know, Uh, I did say claret jug. Okay, there we go. You're so you're so fortunate. You get this one. This one was at Hillside Golf Course. So I didn't play Brookdale, but I played this. Actually, runs on the property right next to it. This was in 2003. It's the last one I won. By the last yes, so of the cleric Jag is been a little bit of a drought, but what is that? 18 years, I think, without one. Not talk
0: about that. Well, we don't uh, have eight, to talk about that. I was I was keeping that away, but you kind of brought it up. So
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh so um but you you know things like this like you know having a claret jug i mean how many other tour companies are gonna you know let Such somebody much. you know organize a trip where somebody walks away with that so and jeff will do whatever i mean if you don't want a claret jug and you want um this was i got some of the this is the first one he he, he gave out oh lovely that was that was the first one so so he's graduated to the to the claret jug which is which is great um but uh, so I think those, the experience uh, that people have, and, you know, the, the other thing I'll say is I've had a lot of friends that I've invited to go on trips and, and, and was never able to give them, and the excuse I always heard was, well, I'll do it, you know, next year, or I'll do it when I have more money, or I'll do it when I've got more time off, or I'll do it when, the, you know, and, and then tomorrow never comes, right, and I think if it's one thing that, hopefully people have learned um as we as we're going through this pandemic is that life is short um but life is sweet and you got to take advantage of it while you can and so i i would say if you're gonna if you're gonna do a trip over there do it right do it properly um go with somebody who uh with you and jeff who who, who know what they're doing um and will really show, you know, the, the ultimate, um, in, in, um, in a Lynx golf experience and travel royally. I think that's, I think that's a great catchphrase. And I think that's really what, uh, what you guys are going to offer, um, the folks that go with you on tours.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the family aspect as well and how personal we can, we can be with our clients. Um, you know, Jeff is every day, he gets back to you with an email and his expertise on uh, links golf and the hotels. He's, he's able to work with you. We give you a very easy uh, example of a tour that we might want you to take. And if you yeah. want to change anything, we're going to be on the zoom call explaining everything well, and talking with you.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like just the, just the different levels, you know, some, some tour companies is just like, okay, it's like, it's one size fits all right. Yep. This is what we offer. Take it or leave it. But with what Jeff has, you and Jeff have got uh, put together is just basically. I mean, it can be a self-directed tour if somebody wants to do that, or you know, or you know, go around or drive yourself around, or have have a a a, a, a driver, yeah. um, or go on a big you know on a on a on a, on a big bus. Uh, yeah. You know, either any way they want to do it, um, you, you've got you've got a way to, to accommodate that. And Jeff, I have to say. Jeff is, is like a, a big brother to me and I've known him uh, for a long time and he is one of the most organized people I know. And, and certainly the most passionate about uh, golf, especially in Lynx golf mm-hmm. um, that I know too. So that comes, that comes across and you'll never regret, uh, you know, doing a, a golf trip to, to the British Hills. Um It's, it's, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Jeff always says you go once, um you're gonna you're gonna want to go again so Your um yeah. yeah so we've got a new thing on travel really podcast called rapid links uh <laughs> it's new rapid questions that dale gave me the idea for and we're gonna do it every time because i love it all right you ready all ready. right championship course or members course members all right uh post round beverage we dram or pints both. Okay, great answer. Ireland or Scotland? Scotland. All right. Two hundred yard, par three, over water. What club are you
1: hitting? Wind <laughs> in the face. too. Whatever it takes. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever I got in the Don't bag. say driver. Don't say driver. <laughs> it might be. Next question. Next
0: question. <laughs> Would you rather stay in a small town or big city? small town okay you walk into a pub after a round at St. Andrews what do you order
1: oh tennis with the top
0: okay you're gonna have to tell me about that later yeah all right if you had to play one golf course for the rest of your life which would it be
1: probably your field
0: yeah love it last one Bryson DeChambeau or Brooks Koepka
1: (laughs) Brooksy whichever one that is which one is that I don't know. I played that right down the middle. (laughs) All right. All right. Sounds good.
0: Sounds good. That was interesting. Uh, That could literally be both. You could be terrorizing Bryson or you could be loving fanboying admiration for Brooks. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Dale, this was great. Uh, I love getting to talk with you and have this one on one. I can't wait till our next golf round. We got rained out a couple of weeks ago, so we'll have to get back out there. Thank you so much, Dale, for uh, being with us.
1: Uh, We're glad to have you. Yep. Thanks, Hayden. Appreciate it.